Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the motto episode and the last episode of the year. So, first of all, we made it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but this year has seemed impossibly long when I look back to what I was doing this time last year and thinking about January, February. I'm in an entirely different place uh, physically. I am now in Jane's closet. Um, as I shared last week, if you have been listening for a while, you know that I used to have a uh, lovely upstairs neighbor who was very loud and uh, I have no idea what she was doing up here. But all of that to say, moved up here so I don't have to deal with anyone up above. However, I can hear the gal who lives next to me walking around. Uh, you know, that's thus is life. But so much has happened as I'm sure that it's happened for you. And, you know, years fly by, but they also seem very, very long. And I have shared uh, before that I don't really do New Year's resolutions, that I kind of stumbled upon this method that it started really when I was about 16. And I started telling myself a motto. And it was just kind of this repeated phrase, and it wasn't intentional. And as I got older, I was like, wow, that should actually be something for my year. It's a frame. It's a lens to look through everything to make decisions with. It's your North Star, if you will. So I want to go through and help you find your motto for next year. Because I realize that it's a little bit vague, but there are also some things that I've used to find my motto and to kind of dwindle it down. And so I wanted to create this resource for you. If you're uh, on my email list, then you have this or you should have it in, in your inbox. And um, But these are pretty simple so you can uh, follow along if you will. Uh, so the first thing for any kind of, I think, uh, self-reflection is to always look at the things that went well, you know, to start off on a good note. So the first thing that you want to do is ask yourself, when you look back at the past year, what were the moments that lit you up? Where did you feel like you were being your biggest, fullest Self. I think for myself, uh, there are so many opportunities to kind of look at what you want to improve, but there's also areas of your life that are going really well or decisions that you made along the year that helped you to feel that way. So what were those moments? Maybe it was that you decided, I'll say for even myself, um, I had a trip back home uh, to California and I decided that there was going to be one day where I was just totally unavailable for anyone. And I drove out to the ocean and you don't have cell service out there. And I had no apologies about anything. And it felt so 
good because for whatever reason, I felt that um, I just needed it. And it was a small, just simple, very, very simple day, but something about it empowered me. So it, that was uh, a big one for me as, as I went through that question for myself. And then, you know, what did you tell yourself when those moments happened? Like what feelings did they bring up? So for myself with this trip to the beach, I felt, like I said, you know, I didn't have to apologize for anything, but I just felt this freedom. I felt, uh, I think too, the free, and, and freedom comes in a lot of ways. So that's why I kind of <laughs> stumbled there a little bit, but freedom comes in so many ways. And I think that for me, it was freedom of other people's expectations. When you go home to visit, if you live far away from where you're from, or um, even if you live close, there are just expectations that happen when you are around family. So maybe you're supposed to be a little bit more available. If you are traveling from a different state, uh, you kind of end up waiting around for everyone else. You have your own agenda and you have your own things. But it's really interesting to me how when you do travel and you do do some of those things like pay for the plane ticket, get all the way out there, adjust your work schedule, do whatever, there is almost this expectation that you have to fit your time into other people's schedules and lives. Doesn't seem totally fair to me, but anyway. Um, so... For me, it was freedom of people's expectations. I was just unavailable. I didn't answer any questions. I love that my phone didn't work out there. I did find a payphone though. Um, and for those of you who don't know, payphones, you know, they're landlines that, you know, you could put like a quarter in. A long time ago, who knows? Maybe it didn't even work. Maybe the, maybe the state beach was, um, they were big liars and they just made it look like you could use it. But Freedom of, of people's expectations was something that really just lit me up and taking the entire day. Like, it's amazing to me sometimes how we believe that some things are out of our reach, that we can't take that long, you know, doing whatever. We have to respond to people so quickly or we have to act a certain way. So when you're thinking about this, these moments, you know, I hope there were more than one, but you know, when you're thinking about these moments, like how did it make you feel, you know, tap into that feeling because that's what you want to create more of as you're moving into this next year. And then on the counter, what were the moments that felt like a gut punch or left you feeling less than, and this is really important to uh, dial into because this has been one of the biggest keys for me in finding my motto for the next year. So, for instance, uh, a, a past motto of mine was, uh, it was centered around um, feeling that I was submitting to a lot of other people. I was in a, a space where I was kind of letting, I was taking the lead from friends or even 
coworkers or, um, I mean, heck, like even people who I was, uh, working with and, um, uh, creatively and, uh, you know, the coworkers are like where the rent gets paid and the creative stuff is where you just keep doing it for free. Um, but so this was years ago and I remember like, I just felt that I was, there were multiple situations where I felt like I was second place and it, it, sometimes even third or fourth. And that really sucks to feel that way. And if I, and so then when you identify these moments, then the next one is that you're also going to go and write down what words, phrases, or feelings did these moments bring up for you? So what were the moments that you felt less than? How do they make you feel? What were the words? What were the things that popped up when they happened? So for me this one year, I felt like I was second, third, fourth place. And it just sucked. I felt like I was no one's top choice. I wasn't even my own top choice. So, and I don't, I don't remember the exact motto, but it was something of the variation of like, um, me first, or it doesn't sound so, it, it sounds, it's funny because it sounds a little selfish. And the thing is, is that some of these mottos, I just want you to bear warning, they might be entirely selfish and that's okay. Because what happens so often when we're looking at our years and we're looking at the obligations that we have or events coming up, we feel that we are so beholden to other people. We feel that our schedules are not our own. We feel that our lives are that of other people's. So as you're writing some of these things down, you may feel totally selfish and ridiculous, but I encourage you to keep going. I encourage you to, to step up. Um, and I don't think it was me first. That's going to bug me. It was not, it was, it was, it sounded better than that, but that was the idea of like, nah, I come first for this whole year. Like if there was anything where I felt that it wasn't going to serve my best interest, that I wasn't going to leave that situation feeling amazing, I wouldn't do it. And, and that changed a lot of things for myself. Uh, even creatively with work, with whatever, it was this entire different mindset. But I allowed myself to feel that. I allowed myself to say, you know what, this is crap. Like I shouldn't be second, third, fourth place. But it wasn't until I worked through some of these things that I saw patterns in the last year that I was able to identify that and say what I wasn't going to put up with the following year. And then when you imagine what your next year will look like, how do you want it to feel? And I think this is really important because, you know, going along with the things that went really well and then the things that, you know, didn't go so well, there may be a happy medium and there may be a place that exists within those two. But how do you want to feel? What are those things that, you know, and just start writing words, honestly, like just start writing words, feelings, associations, nothing is right or wrong. But how do you want to feel? I mean, you know, if it's, um, you know, like Christmas morning, or, you know, that you're, you're on vacation in Hawaii for most of the year, 
whatever it is, like you're just whatever feelings come up or if there's an image that comes up for you, write it down because that's really important. Be this, the visualization, like the example of like, like Christmas morning, if you celebrate Christmas, that feeling probably brings up a childlike wonder and excitement and a belief again that, you know, magic is real and a sense of comfort and community. Hopefully, maybe your Christmas morning sucked. I don't know. But so then that'd be something how you don't want to feel. But you get the idea. And, and then are there things that have kept you from feeling that within the last year or even longer? And why do you believe that so? Because I imagine that you don't want your next year to feel like garbage. <laughs> so you're not going to match that with, you know, oh, I've, um, <laughs> I, I've just, you know, I, I've kept myself from, you know, really, really good things. Um, but when you imagine that you want this really good thing, there are things that sometimes we do to self-sabotage. There are things that we do to hinder our growth, hinder our happiness and our joy. So what are those things for you? And why do you believe that? Is it, uh, you know, a negative self-talk? Is it some of the people who are around you? Is it uh, in habits that you have? Um, is it, I mean, there, there's multiple things. And a lot of times we don't take the time to actually look at it and see where we are the stumbling block. If we are spending too much time around people who we actually really don't like, and we don't actually need to spend time around them, or we're worrying too much about a, a, a job that isn't the worst, isn't the best, it's just okay. Why are we spending so much time worrying about it? You know, maybe it maybe it's not your dream job right now, but it enables you to spend time um, on your creative projects or with your kids or with your family or, you know, it, it allows you to volunteer. Thinking about some of those things where maybe you have just let something consume all of your joy. And then how can you change that? Like, why are you letting this one thing hinder your happiness? Because a lot of times, and I talk about this, I talked about this in the fear episode, and, you know, we are afraid of success more than we are failure. So there are times where it's like, I don't think I deserve this. I don't think that this is for me. Well, guess what? It is for you. You just have to decide that. You just have to decide that. And then after you do that, what words have you found yourself saying often to yourself or to even, or even to friends? What words have you found yourself saying often to yourself or even to friends? So for me, a lot of times a motto will be a theme that comes at the end of the previous year. So conversations that I've been having or thoughts that I've been having, these words will start to bubble. And it's really important that you pay attention because a lot of times you're you already know your motto before you write anything down. You already know how you want to change your life before you claim, this is how I want to change my life. 
uh, one year I kept having a, and this was a, a couple of years ago, I kept having this whole idea of like, show up, show up. You have to show up. You have to, you know, if you, if you want to change things, if you want to be there for community, if you want to, you have to show up. And it's crazy. I had a friend who actually got that tattoo and it's a, um, it's a nice moment between us because this motto became something bigger than even just like my yearly motto. It became something that was for her also. And it just simply came from me also recognizing how I, I wasn't showing up or I needed to show up more. I needed to be a part of the communities that I wanted to, to grow in. I had to actually show up and be a part of it. I couldn't just sit there and do nothing and have people show up for me. So, um, so what words have you found yourself saying to yourself and others? And now that you've done all that, now use all of these insights and feelings and phrases and use no more than four words. Like three words or less is even better because you want your motto to be something simple, easily repeatable, and something suited just for you. And then keep writing until you find your aha moment. Like only you will know when you found it, but you will find it. And just write until it feels good. And I hope that by now you even have a clearer idea of what it is. And if it doesn't come right away, that's fine. You know, put this down, come back to it, revisit it. You know, the, the holidays are, are coming, end of the year is coming. There are a lot of things that are coming up that can also guide you to your motto if you feel that you haven't found it. Um, and then when you do find it, write it down, say it to yourself, tell it to friends. You know, New, New Year's resolutions are something that a lot of people love to share I love to share my motto. I love to share where my life kind of is or why. It's a great starting point sometimes uh, for other people to also share the things that they're working on and that they're looking for. Because, you know, the new year, hopefully, for us comes around every year. And it is such a wonderful thing to have a guiding light instead of some resolution that you probably won't um, won't fulfill. Um, I, I remember I had a pastor in LA and he said that uh, that you should actually start New Year's resolutions in February because you have a higher chance of, of sticking with it. But that's why I really believe in the motto because it's the measure for success is just you. You are the one who measures. You are the one who decides. And this is something that is created just for you. It's no one putting this on you. It's no one telling you that this is something that you need to do. It's entirely up to you. But I believe that if you work through these steps and you find your motto, you find that phrase that you feel empowers you to live your best life, that you feel empowers you to be the best version of yourself for this coming year, 
that by the end of next year, you'll be like, damn, I had a good year. This was so much better than I even imagined it because I honed in on my phrase. I honed in on my motto. I honed in on the thing that I really needed. I stayed true to myself and I didn't let other people dictate to me the lens that I would look at my year through. So, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I mean, I'm just so grateful for you and I hope that, I hope you do. I hope you find your motto. I hope you find your thing. And um, if you haven't already signed up for the Babe Cave Book Club, please do. Oh my gosh. Uh, it is going to be so much fun. I will tell you, um, kind of going off of last week's episode, that I have some really exciting people lined up. We're planning masterclasses, special bonuses. Um, there is one author in particular who I just spoke with, and she is so excited to be a part of the book club, to share her story, which is one that I know. If you listen to this podcast, you are going to love it. So sign up. There is still time to sign up. The Babe Cave Book Club launches January 13th. Okay? So what happens with the book club? You sign up, right? Everything will be through email because, and I want to, just real quick about that. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't adding more overwhelm to your life. Okay. So I have, um, over the last few months, I've actually stepped away from social media. I have stepped away from Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, even though I wouldn't really do anything on Twitter, but you just look at things sometimes. But because I felt myself so overwhelmed and inundated with information was having a hard time sifting through things and really focusing. So um, after talking even to some friends who are in book clubs, they have Facebook community groups, I decided that wasn't the way that I wanted to go in the beginning. Things can always change, but I wanted it to be focused because I don't want to throw you into a Facebook group that you then never look at or you get overwhelmed or the conversations are moving too quickly. I think we can slow so many things down. So you sign up, you're going to go ahead and you're going to get like a welcome packet, if you will. So it's going to have the books that we will be reading in January. I'm so excited because I'm actually doing two books. So get in there so you can start reading. Um, it's going to be the uh, two books and you will also get heart sheets, which um, if you went through my 14-day renewal or you even are on my email list, I send out heart sheets every now and then. But these are really like journal touch point entries applying the work to your life. And, and there will also be other work that um, we will have literary experts and people who come in so we can actually dissect some of these books and, and learn about um, technique and craft and um, you know, just be total nerds about it, but get in there because there are some real <laughs> exciting things happening. I have to tell you that 
I was nervous, honestly, to launch it. And I was like, well, what if nobody wants to be in it? But I had some really wonderful talks yesterday with people and I was like, no, this is, this is a good thing and this is the next right step for Babe Cave. So you can go to amandapollock.com slash book dash club and get signed up. And I hope you do because I, there are things that are going to be in there that I believe are going to dictate the future of Babe Cave. That sounds very like, I don't know, Star Wars-esque, <laughs> very futuristic, but there are just really exciting things happening. I feel in so many ways that um, we're really gaining speed right now. So I want you to be in on the ground floor. I want you to be in that first meeting. I want you to be like, I was there then. So amandapollock.com slash book dash club. And friend, I can't wait to be with you next year. I hope that your holidays, no matter what it is that you do or do not celebrate, I hope they bring you light. I hope they bring you joy. I hope they bring you a better understanding of who you are and the person who you want to be. And I hope you know that you matter. Whatever has happened this year, whatever you see happening in the next year, you matter. We need you. We need your voice. We need your light and life and insights. It is so incredibly vital for you to be here. And I am so honored that you are a part of this journey with me. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I can't wait to be with you next year.